0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure. You got this,
1: Adidas. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Friday, May 15th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to, the only dentist I've gone to over the last 26 years. He is wonderful. He and his entire staff, they are covered from the tops of their heads to the bottom of their shoes in PPE to try to keep you safe, to keep them safe as well. Give them a call if you're overdue for a teeth cleaning and dental examination, 317-849-2933. It's a Friday. It's Liberation Day here in Marion County, Indiana. We get to do some stuff starting today. We enter stage 2 in this nice? We want to get to stage five. On the 4th of July, but right now, stage two is way better than stage one, so you can go do some things now in Marion County. A guy who is no stranger to doing things joins us, as he does most Fridays, the great Harry up there in Chicago. Harry, they opening things up up there?
0: No, they're not opening things up. So Dutchie and I, we are ensconced in our palatial suite at the Ambassador East Hotel, We've got Scotty, the bartender, outside the door at a safe social distance, and he's pouring drinks in squeeze bottles, and then he squirts them into our mouths through the mail slot in the front door. Old school mail slot, said the ambassador. Scotty, hook me up, all right? (laughs) That's vodka and something, for God's sake. Scotty knows what's what. He knows how to put a drink in a squeeze bottle and convey it through a mail file. How about we just get on with the questions, Canilres? Is that all right with you? Here's number one. Will college football be played on schedule this fall?
1: Yeah, I think it will. Uh, You know what? Let's look at things in a reasonable way. We want to stay safe. We're going to keep our social distance, right? We're going to do things necessary necessary not to spread the virus. We know what those things are. We're not epidemiologists, but we know enough about what people have told us is necessary to keep us safe a little bit. We wash our hands a lot. We don't touch our faces anymore a lot. We don't shake hands. We, uh, we use that, that hand cleaner stuff. We, uh, uh, we're doing those things necessary to try to keep ourselves and others safe. I think over time, over the next three months, we're going to see a decline in the spread of this virus. I sure as hell hope that we do. Right. And so three months from now, I expect life to be as different here as it is today compared to three months ago. Remember where we were in the middle of February. Right. Would we ever at that moment in time on February 15th have thought 90 days hence we would be where we are today? haven't gone through all of this, haven't gone through two months of really kind of staying at home unless it was absolutely necessary to leave our houses? Probably not. And I would assume that when we get to August 15th, things are going to be just about that different. People are going to be working out, they're going to be getting back at it football-wise, and they're going to be, hopefully, kept safe, but let's be honest, these guys are 18 to 22 years old, they're extremely healthy, and very few of them are going to, if they ever have coronavirus, are going to exhibit any negative system symptoms of it, and so they are they're about as likely to perish from coronavirus as they are to die from being hit by lightning. So, Let's be let's be honest about who is most at risk and let's keep those people safe. Let's make sure we marshal all resources to do that. But let's understand that those who are in the position of guys playing college football or college basketball or baseball or whatever today, that it's not a risky thing for them. In, in total, when you look at the odds and look at the charts that epidemiologists have shared, the National Institute of Health, the World Health uh, Organization, the CDC, they tell us that for young, healthy people, this really isn't that, that it's not a life-altering disease. So let's make sure that we respect it. But let's make sure that we contain it, especially within those who are most at risk. And that doesn't include college football players. Uh
0: sounds like there's gray area here before we get to number two that we've got to understand that you don't have to be all the way this way and hunker down and stay at home and hide under the covers but you don't have to be all the way that way that direction either where you go out and just do whatever the hell you wanted the way we did three months ago
1: That's what we're being told and we have to Listen to others we have to listen To the sensible people who are educated In this stuff and we Have to respond based upon Their counsel this is it's A multifaceted problem and We have to deal with all the facets We don't need to be reactionary And we don't need to be crazy Liberals about it what we Can be is uh, Sensible and deal with this And the threat that it poses in a Real life way
0: Snell speak for a lot of major league baseball players. You know what he said yesterday? If he doesn't get his, he isn't gonna take the risk of playing with the coronavirus. Uh, he doesn't want the season to get going unless he's gonna get paid, yo.
1: I think he speaks for a lot of major league baseball players when he talks about the money. I don't think he's speaking for a lot of major league baseball players when he's talking about COVID. Right. Or the coronavirus. Uh, I think that these guys understand the risks, that the risks are minimal and that the Major League Baseball is going to do everything they can to keep everybody safe. Who's playing and keep everything sterilized. The, the guys we know watch a Major League Baseball, that most of these guys are covered basically from head to toe. Right. As they play baseball, there's not a lot of skin to skin contact. Social distancing is exactly what happens in baseball. And as long as you conduct yourself in the dugout with respect for coronavirus, it doesn't seem like it would be that risky an activity. Is it more risky to stand in a dugout or go out on the field and play baseball or go to the grocery store, right? Are These guys, are they just staying at home? They go to the grocery store too. I think that this is about money. If they're not predisposed toward risking their lives, I don't think you can buy them into risking their lives, right? And what Blake Snell said is he wants all of his money if he's going to be able to put, or if he's going to put himself in that position. So obviously it's about money. It's not about risk. It's about the cash.
0: Number three, let's talk about sports non-corona related. Is Indiana basketball on track to contend in the Big Ten this season?
1: I think that it is. I think we've hit the tipping point with Indiana basketball. Got a lot of guys. No, none of these players who are back have ever played a minute for Tom Crean. All right? And that's not an indictment of Tom Crean. What it is, this, the culture changes, right? It evolves forward as those who played for one coach are kind of cycled out of the program and replaced by others who have only played for Archie Miller. And I think that that's the reality with Indiana basketball. He's also recruited the living hell out of Indiana. He's brought three straight Mr. Basketballs into Indiana for the first time in program history. Indiana has a foundation built on Indiana high school players, and I think that that's really important. I get it that people from outside Indiana do not understand it, but all you have to do is go to an AAU tournament, a summer tournament, and watch the teams from Indiana compete. They compete in a way that teams from other areas do not. The others, they just go out and play. Indiana's kids, they compete and they execute, they set good screens, they know how to block out, they do all the fundamental things correctly because they've been doing it since they were six years old. So as you get more guys like Anthony Leal and Trey Galloway and you're bringing in Jordan Geronimo, which is fine, you you need, you need just need a lot of Indiana guys. They don't all have to be from Indiana, for God's sake. The new class replacing the old guys, right? the old guys being Devontae Green and Deron Davis, I think that, like, the, the, the ceiling is the sky or the sky is the ceiling or whatever the hell Michael Jordan said down at the Dean Dome. I, I think that this is a team that can compete. Trace Jackson Davis coming back for his sophomore year. You got some seniors who are going to matriculate, uh, through. So you've got guys like Justin Smith and you've got Al Durham. This team's getting older. I think it's going to be better, and I think it's going to be more competitive. And I think that those close games that Indiana lost last year, I think they're going to win this year. And as a result, I see them at least in the top half of the Big Ten and probably in the top four of the Big Ten. And I think that over time, that's where they're going to wind up being.
0: All right. Will Nojel Eastern find his shot at Michigan?
1: I hope that he does, but I think that it's extremely unlikely because the bucket is the same height at Michigan, the rim is the same width, the floor is the same wood, and the ball is the same synthetic leather. So I don't think that anything's going to change for him other than his address because if it was going to improve, he could improve it just as easily at Purdue as he's going to improve it at Michigan. The answer to all of life's adversity is hard work. If you're willing to work hard, if you're willing to grind, you can get through anything. If you're not willing to grind, then you're not going to be able to get through anything, and you're just going to kind of bounce around. You're going to be wayward, and you're going to be that lost ball in tall weeds. And I think that that's where No Jelly Eastern is headed, and that's really too bad. By all accounts, he's a terrific kid. I think he deserves more. I think he deserves better counsel, and I des- think he deserves An opportunity uh, that he can only afford himself to go to Purdue, go back to Purdue, and, and hunker down and grind through it and try to become a better basketball player. Knowing that in the end, what you gain from the experience is a knowledge that the answer to all of life's woes is hard work. There's no easy way. There's no easy route. You look at the guys in the NBA. The similarity between guys in the NBA is all about work ethic. All right, They have different levels of athleticism, but their work ethic is relatively identical. These guys work hard, and the guys who succeed in the NBA, they work exceptionally hard. It's all about work ethic. That's what, that's what nobody tells you when you're a kid that it's about work ethic, but that's exactly what it is, and that's true in sports, that's true in academics. If you work hard, you have a much better chance to succeed than if you don't work hard. And true, there's some guys who are absolutely gifted, and no, Jelly Eastern has been gifted with a wonderful athleticism and a wonderful body. He's 6'7", 2 quarter. He can defend all five spots in the Big Ten, which is a fantastic thing. That gets him almost all the way there. But the, the difference between a guy where no Eastern is and a guy who's going to play in the NBA is hard work. You have got to work hard. And, and that's the great thing about sports. Right. Is you extrapolate that to real life. You want to be an attorney, an ambulance chaser attorney. You don't have to work very hard at it. If you want to be a great attorney, you have to bust your ass that's what you have to do. Same thing with doctors, same thing with journalists, same thing with everybody. Those who work hard succeed. And those who don't work hard, they generally don't succeed. And the sooner that people can learn that, the more likely it is that they're going to become what they want to be and that they're going to be able to live their dream. And then they're going to realize that their dream is not the end all. The dream only puts you in a position to reconfigure your dream and move towards something else. And then when you turn 30, it's, all, it's likely you're no longer in the NBA. And you've got to go out and live your life. And if you haven't already learned to kind of grind and work your ass off, what kind of life are you going to lead? Right? It, it, not a very fulfilling one, because the reward for hard work is the opportunity for more hard work. That's life. That's the way it works. When I was a kid, I heard that saying, the reward for hard work is more hard work. And I thought, that's the craziest damn thing I ever heard. But there is nothing truer than that. Nothing.
0: Amen, Gunnilris. Number five, should the Colts extend T.Y. Hilton prior to watching him play in the 2020 season?
1: No. They should not. And that doesn't mean that T.Y. Hilton isn't a terrific player. But if you look at T.Y. Hilton, all right, he, he got hurt in 2018 toward the end of the season, had the ankle issues. He was unaffected in that playoff game against the Chiefs. Comes back the next year. He's healthy. As he goes through camp, as he begins the season, but then he tears his calf and he only plays 10 games. And even before he went down with a calf tear, he had the lowest yards per, per completion, yards per catch of his career. And he had the lowest yards per target of his career. That's not good. That, is, that shows a career perhaps in decline. Maybe that was an anomaly, Maybe T.Y. Hilton has another couple of great years in him. We don't know. He's turned 30. Things get tough when a guy turns 30. We hope that he's terrific this year and that he's really, really good until he decides he doesn't want to be good anymore. That's usually not the way it works in the NFL. The truth about T.Y. Hilton is that when Jacoby Brissett was his quarterback, he was really not very productive. When Andrew Luck was his quarterback he was very productive when Matt Hasselbeck was his quarterback he was pretty productive we'll see what kind of productivity T.Y. Hilton can portray can display as he plays with Philip Rivers that's going to determine and we haven't seen those two guys we haven't seen T.Y. Hilton catch a pass from Philip Rivers yet right I think you've got to see all that stuff if you're going to spend T.Y. Hilton's going to make 14 and a half million dollars this year To play with the Colts. If he wants that level of Jack moving forward in 2021 and 2022, you got to see it on the field before you're ready to commit to it because if you're wrong, You put yourself in a salary cap negative situation, and that's not what these guys are going to do. I think Chris Ballard's way too smart to extend that contract at that same level for another couple of years before he sees T.Y. Hilton finish the 2020 season healthy, and he's going to be really, really smart and responsible to do exactly that.
0: There you go! Clears down in Indy. Everybody can get out and maintain a healthy social distance and have the kind of hell of a time that Dutchie and I would be loving to have over at Wills Northwoods Inn up at the corner of Racine and Nelson on the north side of Chicago. My best to everybody. Keep a healthy social distance, y'all.
1: <laughs> All right, thanks, Harry. Um, this weekend, we got NASCAR coming up again. We got a skins game coming up. So there are live events that we're going to be able to watch and aren't guys playing video games. And that's cool. I'm looking forward to it. I hope that you are. Monday morning, 8 o'clock, Breakfast with Kent on Facebook Live and then on Twitter slash uh, Periscope. We'll do it again at about 8.15. Can't wait to talk to you then.